Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Howdy. How are you doing? I'm picking up a bit of an American accent. Yeah, still in America this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, pre-recorded show for you today. Uh, welcome, indeed, welcome to the Argent Experience podcast with me, Carl Maloney. This is the place, ladies and gentlemen, where people come to find out what's going on at grassroots music level. And we speak to loads of interesting people about um, how how much of a grind this fucking music industry is that, that we all enjoy being around. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? It's such a hard graft, this industry, just to, uh, just to, just to do anything that it makes you more determined than ever to, to crack on and support new people and music, and that's what it's all about here at our gym. So we've got an amazing guest for you as well. Not at grassroots level. These band are proper on the way up. And I really enjoyed speaking to these boys, I tell you. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Tom and Harry from Stanley's. They're just fresh from touring, uh, supporting the uh, Octi Monkeys, what I'm about. The Inspiral Carpets in Manchester, loads of other stuff that they've just recently done. We did record this podcast before those gigs, so just bear that in mind when you're listening, you know. Uh, but those guys are just about to go off on a big, massive mental tour in May. So, in the description of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you can jump onto there and catch the band live. And I really got to know Tom and Harry. Uh, they're out on having a few beers in Liverpool and in- interviewed them when they're in a pub uh, over Zoom. So it was interesting. Caught them at a good time, I think. They were proper lively and I you know, really enjoyed getting to know the lads. It was brilliant. Just to see another band from Wigan, another one making waves in this music industry is, is great. Really enjoyed it. We talk about life on the road, getting the band together, you know, their relationship with the Lathams as well, you know. They've grown up knowing them and being part of the local Wigan music scene. Uh, we discuss all the other bands as well that they're passionate about, and it's just a rate good chat, mate. So stick around, that's coming up very soon. soon. So yeah, I'm, I'm just in America at the minute still. I'm, I'm actually back the day this podcast comes out, but, but I just needed to pre-record it, because probably going to be feeling a bit rough because I'm going to Vegas and um, there's going to be um, I think it's going to be a bit lively uh, I'm out there having some meetings I'm trying to grow RGM America um, basically I want to share UK music with America or American music within the UK so I'm just having a few a chat with a few people out there just to see if we can uh, you know, make it happen you know out my comfort zone completely uh, but I'll report back late next week, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast, because we've got another great guest coming that I'll announce shortly. It is recorded. Uh, I know some people say that, and they're just, because they're on their arse and they don't have anybody, but I've got somebody, don't worry. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in uh, to the podcast. If you're out in the music world this week, uh, finding new bands, do tag us into the socials. Let us know about your next favourite band that you've just got into. Pop on to rgm.press as well. There's loads of new features, new live music. Reviews, interviews, all the normal type of stuff. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, should we crack on with your guest, Tom and Harry? Take it away. Stan, let me just get this right for is it the or just Stanley's? Let me just get it right. 
Just Stanleys. Just Stanleys. I know. I, I've seen yeah. some people. I've seen some people saying the Stanleys, but then on your socials it just says Stanleys. So That's I just want to. We we looked at all the cool bands in the area, like Blossoms and yeah, yeah bands that don't use the the. Um, and took some inspiration. It's a complete lie, yeah. We were forced to do it. Who forced you to do it? There's an Australian pop punk band from Ah. about 15 years ago with uh, the same name. Yeah. Uh, Stanley's. One day we'll meet them and uh, we'll we'll have like a little dance-off for the bus. Until that day, um, we're just called Stanley's. Well, that's all right. Well, Tom and Harry, thanks for joining us for a, for a chat about your journey as a band. You know, we we, we like to we, we we like to everybody's journey is, is unique and different. Um, I think, um, but yeah, I just wanted to catch up with you guys because you've got a lot coming up. I've seen you know you've got the tour with Inspiral Carpets coming up. You've got your own tour coming up in May. Um, you've got Neighbourhood Festival. There's a lot of lot of things, not nice things coming up, aren't there? Isn't there at the minute? It must be quite very, a very busy few months. Really. Yeah. Just looking forward to getting it all started. In preparation for it all at the minute, aren't we? Yeah. That's I think it's um it's one of them with with all the lockdown and stuff that's previously happened. Yeah. We've just been deprived of of getting out and gigging and so to have such a busy schedule with such amazing dates on. Um we just we're just buzzing. Can't well, we, can't we'll come out. to all that in a bit, but you 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 obviously like socialising because we find you in the pub today. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. This one's for you, mate. Cheers, <laughs> mate. You're welcome. Nice one, nice one. Uh, so, what? To be fair, what's that, mate? It is Wednesday. To be fair, it is oh, Wednesday. I, yeah, fair it enough. Is, um, the best night for students, right? Okay. And we find you in Liverpool out and about as well. So, just talk, talk us, talk us through where you are, your setting at the minute, and uh, that's it. I think because we're Wigan based band. Yeah. Obviously, we spend a lot of our time in Wigan, mm. um, but it's so easy to get to Manchester and Liverpool. So. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of bang in the middle. So today we're in Liverpool uh, to do a bit of shopping. Um, Getting get a few pieces for the upcoming uh, tour. That's it. That's it. I think... Um, Come, like, like what? You're in the pub. You're going to forget everything and nothing's going to happen, is it? No, this is probably it. not. You, you, Come on, you can't go, lie to me, mate. I've been in this industry for. Like, <laughs> I, I, I like a drink myself, and I, I, I you know, I, I can see, I can see a bit of bullshit when it, when it, when it comes up there. <laughs> I tell you, there'll be there'll be a pair of pants bought today. Okay. If nothing else, there'll be okay. a pair of pants bought. Trouser okay. shopping. Trouser shopping is okay. <laughs> Well, whereabouts in Liverpool are you in the city centre? Yeah, just yeah. just off Lime Street at a oh, cool right. little um, Lime Street Central. It's called yeah, Lime Street yeah. Central. Courtesy go. of our mate Liam, yeah, who suggested it, and we've uh, we've come. Oh, nice one, nice one. So yeah, you, you mentioned as a, as a Wigan band, um, uh, you know, there's there's something in the air in Wigan, and I'm sure people talk to you about the Lathams a lot when they interview you. Does that keep yeah. coming up now? They, now they've just like gone to another level. <laughs> It, it 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 does keep coming up and rightly so at the minute because mm. they're just smashing it death they're flying the flag for the town. That's it's, it. And I think um credit where credit's due. Yeah. Obviously the, the community that we have in Wigan is um especially with music is such a small and, and close knit one that yeah. uh it'd be weird if we didn't speak about them, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, we all grew up together, we all played together, we've we've done the circuit of Wigan and then took it outside and obviously yeah. they've had major success um around the areas and and abroad you know all sorts so that's that's our levels that we want to get to well what we'll do is we'll park the the latham stuff for in a bit because we're you know i, I want to find out a little bit about how 
you know, you guys got all together and all that kind of stuff. So, so how did your journey, like individually, how did your journey into music happen for you both? So start with you, Tom well, or Harry, whoever wants to go first. Well, myself, Jake and Rob, uh, we all went to the same school and right. we'd been just noodling as musicians. Not really, wouldn't call it a band at that point, but we yeah. were playing together, music, and then we got to college and... Uh, we met this fellow here, and that's it. I remember um, it, we met at Win Stanley College, hence the name. Um, and yeah, I I started going out with these, like going to parties and stuff. And I remember one party, me and Aubrey must have been a bit wayward because it was uh, about three in the morning, and and we came up with this plan of uh, we'll we'll get a band. Uh, well, these these three had already been jamming, but I was I was going to come down and, and jam with them. Uh, and so that happened on one party, and then it took us weeks, and maybe even months, before I plucked up the courage to go and actually actually jam with them. But yeah, after that first jam, I think we all were like, "This is fun." Yeah, we but start it, when, when bands but, start, they always say that. So yeah, I went to school. Yeah, we there's four, there's three other people that I know. We met somebody at college, but like, how did you get into music first? How did you individually before you met the lads? How did you physically both like start to? See music as something that you that you that you want oh, to take, take a bit further. I, I think, especially in the northwest of England, music's yeah. just ironed into you from an early age. Yeah, I think definitely. parents are definitely a massive influence. I I couldn't get in the car with me dad without listening yeah. to a Smith song or a Morrissey song mm. or Stone Roses or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was just just a thing that in our area. There was there was a proper subculture and, and separation groups of the kids that listened to the indie music and then the kids who were like on the techno and like doing balloons on parks and stuff like that. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, like that's that's just the way it was. So you you kind of split off into them groups, and again, that's that's how we that's how I found these lads and how I um, eventually joined the band with them. Because yeah, we found him up in a balloon on a park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's... laughs> we, uh, Stitch him up. I was, I was like on. dipping in and out of both. I was, I was like the the indie kid who liked a bit of techno at one stage, but now it's solely indie. Yeah. So techno. What, <laughs> yeah, what kind of techno? What kind of techno stuff are you into? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. I don't. Happy <laughs> I couldn't even shit. tell you an artist. Yeah, just just something that goes on at three o'clock in the morning. Right, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and what about you, Harry? Um, I'd say it's fairly similar story in terms of just having everything yeah. that I into me at a young age. I always remember just being in the car with my parents and wouldn't be able to escape, like Johnny Cash or the Pogues or Kirsty yeah. McCall, but just yeah. great music all the time. And yeah. then they just puts you onto that, and then you start. You find out that you do actually enjoy it so much. You start your own journey and start finding some things out for yourselves. Yeah. And then obviously, like, you sort of become influenced by the people around you a bit later on. You're a teenager, like your friends. And Definitely. I remember. Um, I remember one of my one of the gigs that I was like, "This is this is where I re- mm. re- what I really want to do," kind of thing. Uh, one of my mates took me. He had a spare ticket to Peace um, in Manchester, mm. and I never never heard of the band Peace. Um, and it was like it must I must have been about oh, thirteen, fourteen. Um and I I'd never really been to a proper gig. And we went on a Tuesday night. We had school the next day, but we, we went up and um 
I remember watching the band and watching they they do like an encore um with a song um yeah. is it World Pleasures with the bass line. Anyway, I just uh I remember hearing this and just thinking this is cool as anything and I'd love to be involved, but I didn't even have any musical bone in my body at that stage. Mm. Um and then met Ivory and met the lads and, and we cracked on from there really. Did you have instruments in your house and that kind of stuff before? Do you know what? My dad was in a band, um, but go. he was always a singer. Uh, so me and him joke about the fact that we always try and be in and around music, but we have no musical talent whatsoever. <laughs> okay, fair <enough>. <laughs> <laughs> We just kind of uh, latch on to someone who can play guitar or can play an instrument. What was your dad's, dad's band name called? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, they were called... In- uh, I've got a clue, I hope my dad doesn't watch this. Good. Um, I do know the name, but it's it's just gone from your head. Well, I'll probably if it, it off, if, if it if it comes back later, give us an heads up. I yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure they're on Spotify or Apple Music or nothing. Like okay, that. fair enough. An old vinyl somewhere. Oh yeah, there's there's a CD of like oh. a cartoon of all of them. Yeah, it's quite funny. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Horizontal favours, that's what they call it. Oh, that, oh that, that, that's quite sexual, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I hope not. I hope it's all <laughs> You've definitely never looked at it like that before. Yeah, no, you've just changed my whole mind. <laughs> Sorry, that's just my dirty potty mouth just went into action. There. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> so, I've um, never uh, looked at me that again now. <laughs> bless you, bless you. So, uh, so, it was a, so what kind of a singer was it then? Is it like, like when, when did you first like know that you, know, you can do singing as a living? Um, I remember hearing a cover that they did. Do you know Mary's Prayer? I don't. Um, when I was Mary's Prayer. I can't remember his by, but they did a cover of that. And it's like, he's, he's got quite a powerful voice. He's got got them lungs as okay. the papa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of my, my style of singing anyway, singing from the, yeah. the diaphragm, oh, as they say. Always got the better voice. Him, for sure. I've I've caned it a bit too much. That's why. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> so how did so like you all met at school and that, and then at college you it became a four piece. So did you see them guys pissing about with guitars and stuff? Then I thought, and and then it took you. Did you did you say it took you a bit of courage to go up and chat to them and introduce yourself as a singer type thing? Yeah, well, that was it. I think I, I didn't know anyone was, was that into it in our area. I didn't mm. think anyone was, was meeting up and, and trying to form bands until I'd spoke to Harry at a party. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the realisation for me as like, oh, shit, like, people are actually getting stuff done and I, I want to I join in with them. Um, but, yeah, like I say, it took, took a long while after after that conversation for me to actually go and, like, go and meet them up and, and get together and actually start playing. But we started off just doing covers. Yeah. And I think one of the big things that helped us out is we flipping love Stone Roses. Right. So we just spend about four or five hours a day <laughs> just going through every catalogue of every yeah. song. Even like sec- even time, the yeah. second coming, like we'd, we'd get it we get the full catalogue of music by the Stone Roses, learn it off by art and just play it constantly over yeah. and over. Well, that's how we cut our teeth. It's how we learned to write and it's how we learned to play it live. We yeah. just went round and we were uh, basically, we were, we were all only 16 at the time. We were a tribute act, basically, just going yeah. round doing cover, not, not to the Stone Roses, just a general that's it, we, like, cover band going round yeah. playing all the clubs around Wigan and we'd bring down 
like t- tiny little pubs and bring down 50, 60 of our college mates and yeah. Yeah. get a bit wild. Well, did, did, did you, when, before you joined Tom, did you have a, yeah. did you have a singer in yeah. place then, Harry? Um, we ever so briefly, yeah, but it was just out of like we'd been doing it for a while, and it was like necessity to like get. You can't be a band without a singer, but uh, yeah. What happened? What happened? What happened to, what happened to the, the the bloke? Or I presume it was a bloke that was in there. Tempor- yeah, temporarily. He, he just wasn't. His art wasn't in it because we yeah. sort of pressured it in to agreeing to it. I think we just picked the guy that looked cool and was like, yeah, "You're singer now, are you? All right, yeah. go on." Uh, it, it, can, it can be that way but people don't realise how hard work it is do they you know committing to rehearsals and that kind of stuff and you know cutting your teeth you, you, you yeah. really do have to commit to it like if you don't want to do it then it won't happen for you yeah. so they had to sell for someone who doesn't look cool now <laughs> I think you look cool mate that's what you were waiting for isn't it uh, <laughs> thanks pal or somebody to walk past in pub or something see you having an interview <laughs> I know it, uh, it's great. So, what were like the? Did, what were? Did you have any previous names yourself? I love this question. Uh, what were you called before Stanley's? Um, that was the first name that we settled on. Was it? Yeah. That, oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I was born. You know what? We came up with some some absolutely terrible ideas. Yeah. I remember there was like shockers, um. Yeah. One of them was like uh, the purple clouds or something oh, like pink that. Turn styles pink, pink turnstiles. Pink <laughs> turnstiles. Nice. And there was there was all sorts of really really bad names going around, yeah. um, and we'd we've been getting a name together because we had one of our big um, big pub gigs, and we knew that, that like a been doing people, a yeah, a couple of hundred people were going to turn out for this one, and we we were, we were really excited. It was like a big one for us. Yeah. We were like the day before, we we're like shit, we don't have a name. Like, what are we going to call ourselves? And, we, and Pink Turnstiles and some, some more terrible names got um, thrown around. Don't cut the mustard then, though, do you? No, they're terrible. <laughs> um, and then I, I spoke to my mum, I was like, uh, we're just going to have to call ourselves something for one gig, and then we'll we'll come up with a name afterwards. And so she was like, well, you all met at Win Stanley College, right, so call okay. yourself the Stanleys for now, and then we'll move on from there. And we're just so lazy, mate, that we just couldn't, couldn't get another no, name. That's a good name. It's a good name, I think. Yeah, we could I have done a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. one uh, criticism I have is when you go into Liverpool, oh. <laughs> um, everyone says, have you met my mate Stanley? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> well, that might be a good thing, though. If you, It might sell a few records in Liverpool. It might be like, a, a, it might be like a, you know, a, a familiar thing to them. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not then, okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, the birth of the band, it's just starting to happen, you're rehearsing, you're together, the line have you, have you had any other changes in line-up at all? Um, other than that, no. no. Six Pretty years busy. together now. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, and then we started like going full on, we had a name and everything, it's just been us four. That's it. It's like, um, it's like a marriage now, it's got to that stage, like, we just about put up with each other. Okay. And then... Um, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll come back, come back fall in love with each other at some point. But... <laughs> you must find it from touring a lot. Well, the, the, the relationship, the, the relationship must get. You know, you got to love Zoom, aren't you? Talking over each other. I do apologise. Yeah, so the uh, you've got, you know, you, yeah, you, don't you, boy, man? It is what it is. The 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 the, the tightness of the band must 
it, it must be a big test on the relationships between the band when you when you do start touring and you spend more time together because that's when it really matters, doesn't it? When you, when you sleep yeah. when you're sleeping bang next, you might be five years sleeping on a floor somewhere one night and then you're moving on to the next town yeah. or you know that yeah. kind of stuff. That that must be like the true te- test of you know uh, have you got it? Have you got that thing? You know that grit, that steel to to fucking do the music and have a go at the industry. Yeah. All of that sort of stuff almost pushes you to go on and do it better. The mm. camaraderie, being together, and then yeah. almost the pressure of like some big shows and stuff that makes it even more special. Like the fact that everyone knows it's a big occasion, you need to step up rather yeah. than. Yeah, I think um, one thing that I've noticed is it's it resembles in my head like a sibling kind of relationship. Yeah. Like it's very tumultuous in the sense that like there's ups and downs and you're you're constantly falling out over over stuff and you spend too much time with each other is the bottom line. Yeah. So you just like you're bound to get under each other's skin, but with like with with a brotherly or sisterly relationship, like there's no um you can't fall out so far. You only or you only fall out so far, do you know what I mean? Everything yeah. gets resolved because you're gonna have yeah. to because you, you yeah. like you say you you might be sleeping next next to someone in a bed in a hotel somewhere so yeah. <laughs> you can't really hold, hold any grudges but I think um I mean it's it right though like we're just like so close now I've been doing it so long that we yeah. just work anything out and we do fall yeah it doesn't last some That's it. day in fact they call me and Harry now uh, they call us an old married couple because <laughs> we like. Yeah, we can we can have a go at each other at the best of times, but I think we both you uh, finish each other each other's sentence. You're doing it now. You're doing it now. Yeah, I'm 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 sat next to him now, and he's not stabbed me, so we're okay. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So, when did you first start to think? You know, when the the Stanleys are out there, you're doing a few gigs, you're doing a few Stone Roses things, you're doing a few cover bands. You might have just started writing a couple of songs of your own. Um, when when did you start to think right? I think, I think, I think, lads, we've got, we've got something here. When, when did that start to like uh, happen? It's probably when we first started writing originally. Yeah, yeah. Like the very first song yeah. we hit on, we thought was the Dogs Bollocks. And uh, what do you, yeah, what do you yeah, think about it, that song now? It was our. It, <laughs> it's, it's still in our set list. Oh, is it really? So long oh, wow. it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it, that surprises even now because we had a few stinkers after that one. But like the fact that <laughs> okay. we could have just almost without trying or out knowing how oh, it's yeah. a decent first time out. Yeah. That is the so thing. Like, I think it's the step between like being able to perform a cover well to having your own music that you've you've wrote every part of it and each yeah. bit of it is completely, um, completely your own idea, and to then have that received by an audience and people singing it back i think one of the main things that i said from the start when we when we first started writing music was that if whatever wherever venue this is at if i can get to a stage where we wrote a song and i'm having the crowd sing it back to us mm. like the full crowd of whatever room that is yeah. um and that's we a gonna, big thing we, we'd experience that with covers but like the first time that yeah, ever happened yeah. with an original that was that's like, it. i think for me I mean, it, it it happened at a few gigs prior, but one of the one of the best moments of of it so far for me was our hometown gig in Wigan, mm. um, and we sold it out at around four hundred tickets, and nice. 
and uh, we we played played probably a, a 35 40 minute set and for every single minute of that set everyone there was just knew every word and was singing mothers and it was just like it made it it made it worthwhile having to lie in a bed next to him for weeks on end. <laughs> well, how, how, made... do you, how do you get to? Because you know, uh, you know, most bands when they first start off, it's just the friends and family coming to see them, and they might they might sell out an eighty cap venue or something like that. But to go quite quick into a four hundred cap menu, depending on the size of your families and stuff, I don't know. Have you all got like a <laughs> hundred cousins or what? Or how did you sell like four hundred tickets like quite soon in your career? Because that's no mean feat either. I, I don't. I don't think it, it. It was quite soon. I think it just took building over time. But we've always had like yeah. we we released a lot of music early on. A lot of which is not actually up anymore. But like yeah. there was always music out people to listen to. And I think we got a. We were really lucky in the sense we got a really strong and loyal fan base really yeah, early on. And I think it's funny. There's no like correlation with it. There's no um like is we. You'd say if you played a certain city many times that you'd have a bigger fan base, but we've kind of noticed that we've got a real good stronghold of of the northwest in terms of Liverpool, Manchester, and Wigan. If we play a gig there, or when we have played a gig there over the last two years, all of them have sold out, yeah. um, which is amazing considering there are local areas and and it's is places. But we then we go to the northeast or to London, they're yeah. all. Flying out there as well. London, especially, we've we've got plans. Um, I I can't really say too much, yeah. but we've got plans to do um, later on in the year to do a massive gig in London um, and a massive gig uh, in in one of the hometown areas. Mm. Um, and it's it's just so weird for us to kind of like I've been to London about three times in my life, <laughs> and and then to go up there and and to sell so many tickets as we do and have people turn out for us, it just feels a bit feels a bit strange, but in a in a nice way. Like no, I love that, uh, Harry. You mentioned earlier that not all your old music is online anymore. Who made that decision? Yeah, uh, we, we all did collectively. I think we yeah. were just like at the time of doing it, we were very young and naive, like. Some of the songs that some of those tracks are up now, but we're just more updated versions. We was like, yeah. That's it. we weren't as professional back then. We were kids. Like some of like the arrangement decisions in some of the songs were just wrong, needed amending. Like we didn't have, we weren't earning as much money then, so the recording quality doesn't really stand the test either. So yeah, some some things we've uh, we've kept back in the locker some things have been yeah. discarded and some things we've already re-recorded it's a, really, it's a really good tip for bands that get get rid of stuff offline that you're not happy with because people will see it and judge you on it, it yeah. It's, yeah, it's, a real, it's a real mature uh, decision you made there good work yeah and I think also though but don't be afraid to put stuff out early because we we have yeah. definitely been helped by the music that we eventually took off the the platforms that we put it on yeah but we've we've still been helped by it it was just came to a state of we've got the fans through these songs and what we want to do now is perfect these songs and then uh, eventually release them properly and how we'd like to with having the knowledge and the the backing that we do now which is is something that you kind of you just learn it's a learning curve every day really yeah so so what's in the air in Wigan then what why why is there so much um, they, they always say, don't they, at times of like real, uh, like political problems, and you know we've all been through a pandemic, and the Tories are just 
fucking art, you know, just a nightmare at the minute, you know, and people just feel oppressed. People feel like they're struggling, you know, the cost of living crisis and everything. It, it's always, you know, it, it brought that type of environment happened and punk came out of it. So it, it feels like something's coming out of it. Does it feel like something's coming out of Wigan at all? I, I'm, definitely, yeah. definitely. I think, um, You've got yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got a lot of factors for it it's in in my eyes. Boredom, I think. Yeah, boredom, yeah. You've just got you've got like the the northwest of England. I think especially is is just on it for indie music. I think yeah. if if you look all around the world, I'd say the northwest of England is the pinnacle of indie music. Mm-hmm. Um, right, that that might be a big statement, but there's, there's, there's so much that, of it comes out of that that area. Um, and to be in and around it, like I said before, Wigan, you're literally banging in the middle of Liverpool and Manchester, like two of the pioneers of music, really. Um, and and you can't help but take the inspiration from the local areas. I think Wigan especially, we're all fueled by Galloway's pies and pasties. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. Must be and, in the details. Yeah, I there's, there's a secret sauce that Let's check the recipe. Uh, that they do, that they use that really helps us all. I think. <laughs> well, the uh, the I, my friend Anton Pell uh, is starting Anton to manage. Pell, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's start, he's, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh, and it, so that venue in Wigan was that in, was that venue in trouble at some point, and then it's now getting it's getting a bit uh, of a refurb and stuff. It's been refurbished. It's not so much been in trouble. It's, that yeah. venue is the, the best place on earth. Like wow. my ashes nice. will be scattered across yeah. that venue floor yeah. at one stage. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, and I think lockdown hit it hard. Mm. It's like everything, really. Yeah, and I think they, ju- they just kind of refreshing it a little bit, um, which we're all we're all up for. I think one of the main things is it's now closing at four a.m. and not six a.m., which is <laughs> okay. going right, to okay. do us some favors. That, I think so. yeah, they get it gets a bit wild coming five a.m. in there with that place. Yeah, five a.m. It's like bandit country. Yeah, I, I was given some great advice that I, that I ignored every time. That nothing really interesting happens after two o'clock in the morning. That is a terrible, um, terrible, terrible, terrible bit of advice. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Well, it, 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 now I'm older, it's good advice. But when I'm younger, I always ignored it anyway. So Yeah, um, that's it. That's so, it. So, In fact, I'd, I'd probably say on the contrary to that, <laughs> I'd say that past 12 o'clock is, is when the brain starts working. Ah, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I'll, yeah. not, I'll not delve too much into what goes on in those unearthly hours with you lot. I'm sure it's... Oh, um... just, just pure productivity and... Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and clear headedness, yeah. yeah, absolute mindfulness and team meetings, band meetings. It's where, it's it's <laughs> where I suppose that those type of environments when when I don't know when you're just up to no good as a young kid and you you're with your band of brothers, you're in your band and you're just fucking enjoying life. Those are the times that you just have to embrace. I think. Because uh, yeah, now, look, looking back as a bit of an older geezer that these days, I'd I'd love looking back and not being able to remember anything. It's I think it's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it annoys the lads when I don't remember the lyrics on stage. Yes. But apart from that, it's uh, it's good fun. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you refuse to have one of those uh, like stands with lyrics on? Oh, I couldn't do that. Couldn't do do that. you know what? We this is a fun thing for me is <laughs> when we start writing a song. Yeah. Um, what I'll do is I'll have a melody in my head and I won't wrote the lyrics and I kind of mould the lyrics around the melody. So say if we're in an early stage of jamming a song, I, I'll just make up random lyrics on the okay. spot, just singing a melody. Um, and 
often times when we've been at a gig and I've just completely lost my train of thought. I've just had to make up random lyrics. Yeah. It always ends. It, it's <laughs> normally on a song that like we've not released, so people don't know the lyrics anyway. <laughs> but you know, that's the old get out. Isn't it? <laughs> I know that's it. He's gonna for that reason. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So, so your relationship with the Lathams, then what? What was that like? Like coming through? You mentioned you knew him from from the start, and you know they're just another band from over there doing what they're doing. You're a band from over here doing what you're doing in the same city. How was it like coming through the ranks and seeing? Uh, yeah, I don't, for, I don't for feel you like there's anything like that, really. No, go on. Okay. Yeah, we, we were very close. Like, was... Jake and Rob, all, we, we were in the same year yeah. when school with Alex. Oh, okay. And then when yeah. we started, the big group that where we met Tom from in college, mm. like Scott and Brian, they were mm. very close to that group anyway. And then we were knocking about with them for a bit. And we That's seen it. Alex turn up out, out of the blue. That had a yeah. bit of an image change. And he was like, oh, yeah, he's in a band now. Like, yeah. Fucking hell, yeah. where's this come from? Um, I think it was funny, just, wasn't it? Yeah, it was because all our all, all the bands kind of started around the same time. Yeah. But we were we were a mates group with like particular yeah, members we like Scott and the bands. Yeah. yeah, we're all Scott especially like was was a really big part of our mates group and uh, we we just knew it. And so the bands is like a it's a weird thing to kind of think of it because I, I suppose I, I get it from like an outside perspective. Yeah. You see these bands in Wigan, but to me, it's just like, um, like it's been going on for years of the the Lathams and Stanleys um, and other bands like Flechettes and um, Facades, and and they're all in our mates group. But it it just it's just a mates group that have these um, these bands on the side in my head. But that sounds stupid to to other people. It does blow your head off to think about it. How like we were all mates and then all ended up in bands. It wasn't like oh we became friends because of music. It was just we were definitely the the real cool kids in high school. (laughs) Well, I had the pleasure of um, having a chat with the Lathams at Tramlines a year or so ago. Um, and it what what stri- strikes you about those guys is just so how down to earth they are. They were just about to play the main stage at John Lines, and just and you know just how relaxed we were, just like yeah yeah it's, yeah we're just gonna have it yeah yeah just like so chilled out yeah. and relaxed and just taking it all on the chin. I'm getting a similar kind of vibe to you guys. I, I presume that's like a a Wigan thing, play it cool type thing. Yeah, I think. Um... It's, if our heart rate in Wigan like <laughs> exceeds a certain BPM, we just all die. So <laughs> just keep it nice and chill. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I like that. Move so, slow around Wigan. Life moves slow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I can I can imagine. It's the uh, I, I you mentioned there just about you know being around other bands when that happened when when I were a kid I used to be around uh, quite a few of the Sheffield bands that took off like Revenue of the Makers, Arctic Monkeys and stuff. Um, and yeah. they used to be in like similar circles where we used to go out and that kind of stuff. And it, it, it rang true what you said to me about the lads then, you know, just like it, it, it feels weird for when you're on the inside. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing everybody yeah. else go fucking mental about your mates done it sometimes. It's, it's an interesting, oh, yeah, it's yeah. an interesting uh, like bubble to be in, I suppose. That's it. I think like, obviously these, these went to high school with Alex. Yeah. Um, and just, just funny little stuff like, uh, 
He used to he used to be the kid that sells chocolate bars yeah. in high school. Do you know what I mean? Like selling the loopholes and chocolate bars, and that's that's what we see them lads as. Yeah. <laughs> we don't see them as these uh, these superstars that they actually are. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose because because uh, they sold us a few Lucas Aids and a few Kit Kat junkies. <laughs> yeah, man. But the, and and then you and then you supported them recently in O2 gig and that kind of stuff. I, what was like? It, what was it like building up to that gig, supporting them and playing on the same bill as them as? <laughs> young lads that used to knock about with each other at school and then you're both in this position now where you're going out to fucking have it to thousands of people. It was really great. Like We've, we've always played with each other from the very start. Yeah. We used to play together in the pub scene. And, it, really. uh, yeah. It's just nice. For them to, now they've been having the success that they've had. They're doing what yeah. they can to bring a few of the boys along for the ride. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And I think... Um, I think we've we've literally, like Harry said, we we've done gigs together since since we didn't have a name, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was just um, it was one of them things that I think we we had little moments where we'd all kind of look at each other, and uh, I, I suppose that they they're the forefront of it in terms of the gig. But even us, all we're looking at each other and thinking, bloody hell, like. We're, we're playing some amazing venues yeah. with our, our mates that we grew up with. Um, I mean, to get to go and travel Britain and play to like 4,000 in Manchester or to like yeah, 3,000 yeah. in London, it's, in, it's insane. And to think that it's a bunch of lads who always knocked about together as kids. Like, That's it. The, only, people on the only one thing I'll say about it, though, is it's... Um, it. It's a weird thing that once you've once you've had a snippet of that of doing these big venues and and going out on the road, you're almost you're almost doomed then because you can't you can't go home yeah. and uh, work a nine to five anymore. Like you, yeah. you you've got the little snippet and and it's like it's teased you too much. On the other side. Yeah, what yeah. what life would be like on the other side? So now we we're spending far too much time together trying to. <laughs> Kind of push for our own headline gigs at yeah places places that Laddams are played and stuff. So um, uh, one uh, day you, you mentioned a couple of did you say Flashettes then? I, I would just I, I wanted to give a shout yeah. out to some other Wigan bands that are out there as well. There, Flashettes. I'm sure we've covered on RGM. Um, yeah, Flashettes. We we actually share a practice room with them. Oh, nice. um, okay. God bless the band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they can't <laughs> go on, <laughs> go on. Harry speak. Harry he speak. But no, yeah, again they like bands that we grew up with um and known for so long and it's just yeah. the the main thing for me is that like because we see him a lot and we see him and we've seen him for many years. Yeah. The the improvements over all of the bands in Wigan, mm. like because we've all been someone's tried something new and that sounds cool, and then it's inspired another person, or yeah. and like just a little improvements over the last like three four years between all the Wigan bands is is we what will yeah ever see where how professional and what things yeah. sound like now the songs that people are writing compared to everything we were cracking up four or five years ago. It's, everyone's coming heaps and bounds in their own right, big time. Well, you've you've got your own tour coming up that we'll talk about. You've got uh, your supporting Spiral Carpets, as we mentioned at the beginning, Neighbourhood Festival, the big stages coming. So uh, it, it must be an exciting time for you guys now. So how do you how do you guys like plan ahead for for these things? 
we just yeah. get in the room and make sure your, your time. we know we know our stuff and yeah, yeah. get Keep... loads of socks <laughs> loads of socks <laughs> It's always uh, if, if you guys don't not... buy any pants or socks today, I'm gonna uh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm gonna be no one, very no very angry brings, with you. No one ever brings enough socks on tour. Okay. That is that is one thing that I've noticed. I don't know why, but no one <laughs> Speak ever does. for yourself, on that, but I've got my yeah, you, my you, head you covered. You, pull your, you have one pair of socks. And no, just nobody's said, lending you socks, Tom. Oh, Nobody, nobody's lending you socks, mate. I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> Stay on my socks. Uh, <laughs> so uh so yeah so um what who else has been fun to support over the years like t- t- tell us about some other uh big names uh, that you've played with and what I adventures loved, um, i love sporting royston club at gorilla oh nice uh, it was a funny one that like i i went to uni in liverpool mm. um and we we like we'd always there was nine lads in a house jake was in the house with us our yeah. um and there was there was a couple of lads from Flushettes and stuff that lived in the house, and we'd always like bounce on each other for new music. And I remember picking up a song by Royston Club, not knowing anything about the band, and we all got obsessed with it in the house, mm. and we were playing it constantly. Like you'd hear, because it was like three different floors and three different showers. Yeah. You'd hear in like in the morning, <laughs> everyone in a different shower playing the same fucking wow. song, nice. um, and then like we got a chance to sport them and got to speak to them. Like we've gone on drinks since um, me and the lads from Royston, and, and they're really good lads. And it was just like a funny moment where it was like, in a weird way, I remember listening to that song and thought they're an American band from like listening to it first time over yeah. and not not doing any research. And then to know they were they were so local to us, and and now we kind of uh, got a, got a good relationship with the lads. And uh, but Gorilla is is one of my favourite venues anyway. So that gig for me was amazing. There's something about Gorilla, isn't there? Yeah. It's such a, it's just, it's such a like strange, strange little venue under the the train tracks there in Manchester. It's just yeah. a strange little like place. It's just got a vibe to it. And I love, I love that venue. Yeah. So what's the? I've always enjoyed supporting the Jamie Webster because he's ah, a, yeah. his crowds are just up for it. They're from yeah, a rowdy, rowdy yeah. bunch. Um, and. Always makes for a good night. This, this man loves, loves a rowdy bunch. Well, yeah. I, I, we, we've had Jamie on the oh, podcast I. before, and you know he's such a down to earth, sound lad. And I've seen the reaction he gets from his crowd when it when it's playing. That must have been that. Must, yeah, it must have been that. Must have been great. What what specifically was it about Jamie's gig that you know made you think yeah. of that, Harry? Um, there's a few factors. Just the crowd being so for the gig, getting involved. Yeah. In, even if they don't know the songs dancing, some of them did. There was a lot of singing along going on, and nice. always like if you're with him, it's uh, it's decent sized venues. Like the I did, special um, one was the Ritz in Manchester. Yeah. We've done that a couple mm. of times, but it was a uh, it was proper proper. It was a good one. Night. The only thing about that night is I I did get my first uh, bit of hate mail. Oh god. <laughs> uh, which is quite funny because um, we were playing the Ritz uh, supporting Jamie and yeah. after we finished the gig um, like obviously you got a changeover um, so I, I went off the stage and then Harry and Jake and Rob were kind of taking the symbols off getting their amps moved off 
Um, of course, the singer. Of course, the singer doesn't get involved with any of that bullshit. Do you? No, Straight no. Of course yeah, not. Well, this is this is. So anyway, <laughs> I went upstairs uh, to the balcony, and some woman came over to me, and uh, she was like, uh, "Why, why didn't you help the lads?" Oh, uh, okay. And I, honestly, this is the this is the truth. Is that these lot wouldn't let me anywhere fucking near their equipment? <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> so, like, I'd love to go and help them, but they wouldn't let me touch anything because they all have specific orders of where things go. And... If you want someone doing properly, do it yourself. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not to be um, trusted. Okay. But yeah, spoke spoke to this woman for a bit and tried to explain this point, and she just said, "No, I'm not having it. I, I just think you're really fucking and arrogant." <laughs> And then, yeah, you're blowing up on Twitter. And then, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. She a post about me um, saying, basically, that the blurb of it was, well done <laughs> to the three members out of the Stanleys, um, but the lead sings an arrogant twat, or you can fuck himself. Welcome to the internet. That, that stuff's not going to get any better, I'm afraid, boys. I'd like to tell you yeah. that. You know, well, as, as you get I hope that woman's having a lovely day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good, good no, idea. <laughs> so, so how do you how, how do you prepare as a band like you know you've got your gigs coming up but like it's fe- festival season is upon us my favorite time of the year how do you prepare different for festivals yeah i think um festivals are one of them where it's it's in a weird place where you can kind of you can be a bit more experimental, I suppose, right. um, because it's kind of a one-off show, and a lot of people there are gonna have come and just just to see an app, just see what they like, and yeah. and I think um, it's a really good opportunity to grab people who haven't heard of you before, or yeah. haven't or haven't quite followed you, or liked you as much as you'd like them to. So in in those moments, we try and um, try and just put on the best show that we can and maybe maybe be a bit more experimental with the song choices and um throw throw a few covers in there if we want to yeah. um stuff like that just to try and it's be a crowd pleaser for That's people it. who might yeah, know us yeah. but at the same time yeah. it's a different kind of preparation as well because we you've got to work hard on just making sure that you are separate because it's all right most of the time if you've got consecutive consecutive dates and you can't really stick around but we've got a bad habit of with the festivals if it's just that one that weekend we'll be there all, all weekend yes that is not a bad habit that is a great... <laughs> it's a good habit but it's, it's all right when you're playing on friday but if you're playing on sunday and uh... yeah true well, yeah we did last year we did um Kendall calling and why not festivals? They, they, were, they were all right though. They were, they, were, right. they were next to each other. So they were. They were did around, did the we full weekend be... camping and then come Sunday. We are, they, playing... are, they, are they on the same weekends these days? Yeah. yeah so yeah, you, yeah. so you did one day at one and one day at the other one. Yeah, we did, did the right? Thursday at why not? Then yeah. stayed at why not till Saturday right. um, camping and then did Sunday at Kendall and. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we probably didn't look as, as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed <laughs> as we normally would on a, on the Sunday of Kendall, but <laughs> it was a good laugh, and, yeah. I, and I think we played class. I thought we yeah. did. Yeah, it was a good oh. set, eh? No, it's good. Yeah. I, I know what it's like, festivals, particularly if you've just at that one for the weekend, because I, I always cover tram lines in Sheffield, and it, it as yeah. I, I put gigs on on the Thursday and Friday on the on the fringe. So it starts on Thursday, and I don't get back till Monday. It's a long haul 
it's it's a long stint in a festival, but it's quite like yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's such it's such a different, particularly in Sheffield, the tramlines because it's in a, there's an inner set apart, an inner city um, arm of the of, of the festival yeah, and the main right. festival, where it's just like it, it, the city is just a different place to be for a weekend. So it's just so nice to yeah. be around festival people. They're just it's it's a different type of human in it, a festival human. It is, yeah. it is, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot more high spirits in there. Yeah. It's it's a good laugh. Yeah. All right, good laugh. It's kind of like, what? Yeah. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> hey, don't worry. <laughs> so, like, for Stanley fans uh, re- uh, watch, watching this, thanks, guys. Uh, do you have a message for them for your up-and-coming tour uh, and the festivals being Spiral Carpets and Neighbourhood Festival coming up? Do you have Do you have a message for the people that are thinking about coming to watch you that haven't pressed the button yet on the tour ticket, for example? Oh, well, if you haven't done it, then why? Yeah, you, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. <laughs> that simple. That's that's as bad as the sellers. Um, no, I think we've got we've got so much new music that we've been working on. Yeah. Um, we're going into the studio in the next month um, to get these songs out, but we want to try and run them around um, and get get the audience and, and feel what get their kind of feel for the yeah. songs. Um, so we're definitely going to be playing some new music, which is ace. Um, that's something that we really enjoy. Um, we've got a lot tighter, <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, and we just, yeah, we're really looking forward to these next couple of days. Um, we've been working especially... a lot on the, the, the live show, not just like, like us mm. playing, but the whole thing as a show and a performance rather than just the music this time. So that's it. we're looking forward to going out and doing a bit of that with the stage set up and the, yeah. the lighting show and it see how it works as a, a whole piece. It won't quite be a talking head Chicago. No, 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 not quite. Not quite on but, the, no, no one's jogging on the spot. No one's jogging on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fitness routines midway through the gig, but like... We, my knees don't bend that way. <laughs> we tried, we tried that with him. He had an heart attack, so... Oh, bless you. That's a stop that. Bless you. Well, what I'll do, I'll put a link to the to your tour tickets and that kind of stuff in the description of this podcast, and it'll be on YouTube wherever you're listening or watching this thing. Um, guys, really appreciate your time. You crack on, go and buy some socks and pants in Liverpool. Um, treat yourself to another pint though before you set off. Eh? There's no oh, point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no point. There's no point being daft about it, is there? Tom, Harry, uh, thanks, guys. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gal. Oh, thanks, lads. Tom and Harry, top lads from Stanley's. Uh, as we said uh, during the, the during the chat, please uh, pop onto the description within this podcast if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, you can watch the video as well. It's, you know, you can see our faces interact. Uh, that's always an option for you. In the description of the podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, wherever you're listening to it, there will be a link where you can get involved with the band. Follow the Stanleys on the on the on the socials. Check them out a live gig. Why not? The links are all there. And yeah, thanks again to the boys for joining us for another week here at the RGM Experience Podcast with me, Carmelone. We really appreciate your time. So next week, ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you an update on what's going on in America. I don't know yet because I'm not actually been yet. We've just pre-recorded it before I go before so it's out. Now oh, forget it. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're going to enjoy a, 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 an amazing live week of music ahead of you. 
Uh, share the podcast around. Give us a share about. You know, tell your friends about us. It's great. If you're a new, sta- if you're a Stanley's fan and you listen to the podcast for the first time, hang around. Thank you. If you've been here in a while. If you've been here forever, I know a lot of you have. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, can't wait to uh, see you back more um, next week after the travels and report back. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Carl Maloney, that guy from RGM, and I will see you next week. Doodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.